Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, um, we're here with another Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, with me, of course, is Scott and Vince. Hey, fellas. Hey. Hey, Craig, how are you, man? We're doing all right. Um, hey, Craig, do we have uh, to... do we have chat on? I don't believe so. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, Definitely got the invite out, but not sure if it's time in or not. So, um, but on this episode, uh, what we're going to be talking about is bringing back one of the old book review uh, segments from our television show, and that's the top thirty feature brewers. Uh, our minor league analyst. Brandon is uh, semi-retired, um, but uh, he did put together a list of 30 players for us to go over. Um, in the organization, we'll talk a little bit about the farm system, but before we do that, um, Vince is going to lead us off uh, talking a little bit about uh, even one of the things that uh, the Brewer, the Brewer Review used to do many times I'd go on a minor league road trip to see one of the Brewer's affiliates. Um, I think this time he took an airplane, but uh, yeah. With that being hey said, uh, the San Antonio Mission were able to catch the game. Uh, and tell us all about it. Yeah, sorry about the audio difficulty there, guys. Uh, had a you guys cut out here for a second. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just got back from San Antonio. Was able to see a, uh, a missions game. It was a it was a really good experience. Um, was able wanted to go to the game on Wednesday night. It ended up being rained out, so I went to the doubleheader on a Thursday night, and San Antonio swept the doubleheader, so that was pretty exciting. Um, got a chance to talk to Keston Hira. Got a chance to talk to Troy Stokes. Uh, it was, yeah, overall a great experience. Nice feel. Uh, the missions, it was kind of funny when I was flying back to Washington from San Antonio on Friday morning. The uh, guy from the TSA, after I got patted down, he was like, Oh, nice Brewers cap, man. We're really glad to have you guys here this year. So it's kind of funny because the community is paying attention to what's going on with the missions. Awesome. And, of course, if Brewer fans aren't aware, the San Antonio is our AAA affiliate for the very first time this year. Uh, we were previously uh, in Colorado Springs for the last many years. And then uh, many years before that, we were the Nashville Sounds. Um, and, uh, of course, back in the Brooker Review day, we, we visited Nashville several times interviewing Brewers back in the day. But, uh, yeah, what was it like being back in a minor league baseball game? I, I know you mentioned it was the first time you were 2-1 in a while. And, uh, and for fans yeah. that have – Brewer fans that possibly have never gone to a minor league game, like what, what, what's the experience, the difference in experience of a major league game and a minor league game? Well, um, as hokey as this is going to sound, to me it is just such like a classic um, piece of Americana when you go to a ballpark in uh, San Antonio that doesn't have a major league team or even smaller cities uh, throughout the country. And you really get to be close to the players. Um, you know, they're walking out to a parking lot that's like right outside the stadium where they're, they're seated right next to the seating bowl. Uh, lots of interactions. You've got some crazy giveaways and mascots uh, running around even more so than the major leagues. Um, so it's just kind of a different experience. I, I, um, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it was great to be back. It was the first minor league game that I'd gone to in several several seasons and I think the last time was with you guys I know that um, a few of us hit up a Wisconsin Timber Rattlers game um, boy years ago like 10 years ago and before that our trips to Nashville and Charleston and Huntsville 
Um, but yeah, this was the first, first one in a while and just hadn't had the opportunity to go much, but I'm planning on going again. Um, you know, at some point this season, I'd like to get up. There's a few minor league teams that are fairly close to me in both, um, there's one in Richmond, there's one in North Maryland as well. So uh, even if they're not Brewers affiliates, I definitely plan on getting back out to see a minor league um, at some point again this summer. So Vince, yeah, I, um, if our fans don't know, I mean, Nashville and Colorado Springs, those are just wonderful cities. But um, at the time that the Brewers were playing there, uh, they were literally two of probably the worst stadiums in all of minor league baseball. Um, how does the uh, Mission Stadium stack up? Well, it actually reminded me a lot of the old stadium in Nashville. So maybe not the best, but I, I personally really liked it. So um, if that makes any sense, I, it, it was old school. Um, it had a little bit of an older facade to it. You could tell that maybe it wasn't built in the last 20, 30 years, but I really, really enjoyed it. It's, um, it, it was a, a stadium that has a lot of unique features. So when you think about like, uh, got you like this, the concession stands were um, not busy at all. They were having a dollar hot dog night though. And, um, they had unique, like, Texas-themed uh, food items, which you would have thoroughly enjoyed, like uh, the footlong uh, corn dogs and, and things that you uh, might find in Texas at their state fair. So, no, it was great, guys. It was a great experience. Wish you guys could have made it. Um, certainly brought back a lot of great memories of our, our previous road trips together. The thing I love about Meyerly Games is it seems like everyone there is just, a, just loves baseball, and that's why they're there. I mean... I mean, for the most part, even the players that are there that are there because they love baseball. Some of them are guys that uh, are getting paid very little uh, and, and possibly have no prospects actually making the major league, but are still there. Um, and then everyone else, you know, are, are trying to live for, fulfill their dream of making it into the show. And, That's right. Uh, so, yeah. No, Greg, you're you're exactly right. And one example of that from my recent trip to San Antonio was. Uh, Nate Orff's whole family was there and I ended up talking to both his mom to Nate and to his mom and to his grandma and grandpa and they were all there to support him and it was it was really cool and just talking to them you know they were no one in that family was under any illusion about the fact that Nate may or may not get a, another call or another chance to play in the big leagues and um, I, I think the general consensus was that hey if it happens great if not he got at least a, the chance to appear in the majors then even hit a home run last year and he's gone a lot further than, than most players. So it was pretty cool just having those very real conversations with, uh, you know, players and their families. And you're right. It was a very supportive environment from a bunch of people that really, truly love the game of baseball. So, um, yeah, it, there's something very special about the minor league that it definitely was very apparent to me that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a place where people who are passionate about the game, um, who may not ever play in the big leagues are, are still there loving the game, playing every day. So, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Well, and not only that, I mean, obviously, um, Milwaukee has done a pretty good job of, of making their stadium and their prices fan-friendly and family-friendly, for that matter. Um, but there's a lot of stadiums where, I mean, if you want to bring a family of four, like, you're going to drop some serious coin to be able to go to a game. And uh, I think that's one yeah. of the things that really is the allure to minor league baseball. Not only is it, you know, potentially in your hometown city, like a, a smaller community, potentially. Um, but not only that, but it's something where, you know, you can still, you know, get the whole family and come together and go, you know, out to a game together and, and still have affordable family fun. Yeah. And they, and I was kind of curious as the prices, I didn't really um, go out there needing to spend only a certain amount on a ticket or anything like that, but I just wanted to see what was available. And 
they told me that there were lawn seats available for, I think it was five bucks or six bucks where you could go watch the game sitting on the grass behind the field, just like you would in Maryvale for spring training. And I thought that that was just awesome. Uh, I ended up paying, I think it was $13 or something to sit um, right down the third baseline. So I was like, you had actually really good seats. And um, yeah, it was, it was great. So even for that price point, you're talking about, uh, what is it, like half of the cost of the terrorist reserve ticket at Miller Park if there's no promotion. Um, And not to mention that they probably have a bunch of promotions that, um, they were running that I just didn't even know about, or, you know, maybe if you bought something in the area from a restaurant, you might get a free ticket. There was, uh, you know, tons of promotions going on and they gave me a coupon for like a free, two free slices of pizza from a local gas station just for buying a ticket, which, you know, it's just little stuff like that. There's, a, there's always promotions going on in minor league baseball. So for any of our listeners who are, you know, living somewhere nearby in a, a minor league town and haven't taken the time to go, I would definitely recommend it. And, um, you know, we're, we're of course a brewer's, related podcast so um you know we should actually repeat for the listeners the brewers triple a team is a, is of course in san antonio um but we've got minor league affiliates uh, throughout the country so um you know if you're listening to this and you're a, a brewers fan that lives uh nearby appleton wisconsin for instance and you want to see the brewers a ball team would highly highly recommend it yeah not um not a brewers affiliate per se but uh lakeshore chinooks is definitely uh hop, skip, and a jump for most people in suburbia Milwaukee. So that's always a good time too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, you know, uh, and guys, one other quick observation that I, I'm just remembering right now that um, is a little bit different than the majors. I saw I saw Corbin Burns, who, of course, was just recently with the big league level, uh, with uh, a, a notepad and a clipboard and sitting in the stands just uh, scouting um, – for the team essentially so he was there he wasn't in uniform um walked out right next to him it was pretty cool just how um interactive with the fans that they are um and all these guys were great i I saw a number of the guys all signing autographs for kids um jacob nottingham took the time to sign mauricio dupon uh uh, all these guys uh were really good signers including keston hero um and by the way a major power display in the first game uh, got a chance to see home runs from Nate Orff. I think there was four or five home runs in the game. So, yeah, it was, it was an exciting night of baseball. Yeah, that lineup is absolutely stacked, too. I actually – I think I saw in the preseason something like this is of all levels of all minor league baseball. That right there is a top ten team. So, Yeah, no, and it's cool because when you're at the AAA level, at least you are seeing guys with extensive big league experience or guys you may recognize from playing in the big leagues. Again, even like a guy like Nate Orff, not a household name necessarily, but is a guy who's played in the big leagues. And it's cool because you can see these guys in a much more laid back environment. Uh, one of the guys that pitched in game two of the doubleheader was Donnie Hart, who was with the Brewers a week ago, who if you were paying for a seat like I did and you were watching a pitch in the majors, you were probably paying like 75 bucks to watch pitch one week ago. Um, I got to see for like under 15 bucks uh, in AAA the next week. So pretty, pretty cool. I agree with all, everything you guys said. Um, Definitely, and you know the the promotion they run even between innings make it a lot of interactive fun for kids and everyone. Contest lots of way, you know, chance to win things and all that stuff. So yeah, you gotta check it out if you haven't been to my early game. Yeah, one of the promotions uh, and Scott again, I think this one is right up your alley. You could purchase from uh, vendors who were selling this, like the vendors sell fifty fifty raffle tickets at Miller Park. They were selling like a um, little ball type of thing. Uh, and you got a bag and there was like three or four. And then after the game, they brought out this like 
machine on the field that had a funnel at the top. And if you threw it into, if you threw your ball and you got it inside the, this funnel, this basket, uh, you won, I think, free tickets and free food and all this stuff. Um, so it's kind of a cool promotion. So after the game, everybody's like chucking stuff at the field. Um, it's just part of their promotion. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it because I was taking a picture of the, the uh, mascots that were dressed like tacos for you at the time, Scott. But otherwise, I totally would have. Or burritos, sorry. Well, it definitely sounds like fun. <laughs> and that's yeah, and it's cool because with the press, the press passes and things down in the minor leagues are also a lot more loose. Um, it's just you know you've got you've got a lot of access to players, and um, I think it's really great as long as you're not drinking in the press box. But you've got a uh, you know a different mentality even amongst like the reporters. You're not you're never going to find someone like our colleague Tom Audricord who you know, is treating you like a jerk. It's, it's not as territorial. It's just not at that sort of cutthroat level as uh, Tom and, you know, Big Bad Milwaukee. But um, anyway, yeah, it was a really great experience overall. All right. Well, with all that being said, um, we're going to get to our segment now, our top 30 future brewers. Uh, and these are um, our minor league analysts, Brandon's top 30 current brewer, uh, brewer prospects are in the minor league. So I'm going to start at 30 and go down to our and with our top overall prospect, and we'll talk a little bit about some of them and kind of the overall state of our farm system. So uh, without much further ado, I will go over those players. And I'm going to mention what, besides their position they play, what affiliate they're at as well. Um, so our 30th overall prospect this going into the 2019 season is Felix Valerio. He's in rookie ball. He was acquired as uh, one of the players in the Cam Braxton trade. Um, number 29, left-handed pitcher Cameron Rogner. He's at rookie ball. Um, number 28, Pablo Abreu. He's also at rookie ball. He's an outfielder. Number 27, outfielder Javon Ward. He's at A ball with, with the Timber Rattlers. Um, number 26, shortstop. Eduardo Garcia, he's at rookie ball. He's still only 16 years old. He's one of those guys that have a really high ceiling, so expect him to be higher on this list and our next upcoming updates. But uh, it's definitely uh, someone look, look for. Uh, 25th, we've got uh, outfielder Micah Bello, our former third-round pick. He's still at rookie ball. 20, number 24, third baseman Chad McClanahan. He's also at single A Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, and number 23, we've got outfield Tyrone Taylor, who's uh, also our triple affiliate uh, with the uh, missions. Um, 22, right-handed pitcher Adam Hill. He's at, he's at single A. Um, he came over in the Braxton trade too, right? Yes, he was also part of the Broxton trade, and I expect him to really have improvements. Um, and uh, number 21, um, right-handed pitcher, Caden Lemons. He's at uh, Rookie Ball, and our Rookie Ball affiliate are called the Rocky Mountain Vibes. They're our new affiliate this year. Um, 20th uh, overall, Jake Gatewood. Um, he's at Double A first baseman. Uh, 19th, we've got right-handed pitcher Marcos Diplan. He's a double-A still. He was part of the Giovanni Gardo trade that also landed as Corey Knabel. Um, 18, we've got 
Trent Grisham, formerly Trent Clark, and formerly a first-round draft pick. He's the double-A. Um, he was drafted out of high school. He's now 22, so he's getting close to the majors. Um, number 17, we've got right-handed pitcher Drew Rasmussen. He's at high-A, Carolina. Hey, Craig, is Drew, the, is Drew the one that our anonymous source, Tom Parker, really enjoys? Yes, he is, actually. In fact, um, really, I, I think Drew will be a future top five for a prospect at some point if he stays within the organization because he actually was, I think the Brewers got him in the fifth round of uh, the 2018 draft, and uh, he – he was he was injured senior college and uh, the Brewers were able to get him from the Oregon Beavers uh, in the fifth round even though he was projected to be a first round pick so definitely looking for out of uh, good things he also off to an awesome start this year so far in the minor league so definitely and that's why go ahead and that's why check our, out Drew Rafferty if you get a chance yeah and that's why our anonymous source Tom Carter likes him that's right oh boy. <laughs> you always have to say TC, guys. Oops. Sorry. Try to keep that in mind. All righty. Here we go. Halfway through the list, I believe. Uh, number 16, outfielder Carlos Rodriguez at rookie ball. Number 15, right-handed pitcher Adrian Hauser, who just made his major league debut. He's back at AAA, though. Didn't go no, too man, well last just- Monday. Just his major league debut as a starter. He had, he had pitched in the uh, bullpen before, I think, right? That's correct. They, they switched him back to the starting pitching down in San Antonio early this year. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if they're experimenting, but he could find his way to feature back in the bullpen. But for now, they had him starting, um, and he did make his major league debut with the Brewers as a starter. Um, so, yeah, he's someone who could obviously play a factor in the 2019 Brewers. And a lot of the players coming up here on the list, um, are really on the cusp of the majors and really could help out even this year. So, um, 14, he's in, um, we've got right-handed pitcher Trey Sopek, who came over to us in a trade from the Pirates a couple of years ago. Um, he's a double-A Biloxi. Um, 13, right-handed pitcher Braden Webb. He's also a double-A Biloxi. 12, catcher Peyton Henry. He's at high A. Another catcher at 11 is catcher Jake Nottingham. He made his major league debut last last season with the Brewers. He's with San Antonio. Um, 10, uh, we've got, here we go with the top 10 Brewer prospects now. 10, we've got uh, someone who Vince just met, outfielder Troy Stokes Jr. He's, of course, at AAA San Antonio. Uh, number yeah, nine. Yeah, and as a quick, as a quick oh, side sorry. note, Troy's an awesome guy. But I'm just going to say, Troy and I had a really nice conversation. He's a really down to earth. A uh, very good guy. I, I think that the fans in Milwaukee, if he is called up at some point, hopefully uh, this year or next year, are going to be pleasantly surprised by what they get both uh, defensively, offensively, and just uh, character-wise with, uh, with Troy. That's awesome to hear, and that's great inside information. And, uh, yeah, he's he's doing well. He won, obviously, you saw him with a photo on our Twitter feed with his, his award from last season as a Gold Glove Award. And, uh, He's been getting yep. well, again well this year. So, uh, yeah, number nine. Actually, off, 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 I was just going to say really quick too. Offensively, he's having a great year uh, so far. Obviously, it's it's early on in the season, but he's batting over 300 this year, um, and so much great in the outfield as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Um, third base, uh, Lucic, you're you're seeing at uh, AAA also this year. 
Uh, number eight, we've got Joe Gray, an outfielder at Rookie Ball. Number seven overall for prospect, Mauricio Dubon, AAA also. Vince got a chance to uh, see him as well. Um, number six overall, left-handed pitcher, Aaron Ashby. He's at uh, single A with the Timber Rattlers. He's the former son of Andy Ashby, former major leaguer, just a little tidbit. Um, I really like him. Number fifth overall, we've got outfielder Christian Lutz. He's at high A, Carolina. Number four overall Brewer prospect, outfielder Corey Ray at AAA also. Um, number three overall Brewer prospect, Zach Brown, right-handed pitcher at AAA. And number two, and number two last year's first-round draft pick, shortstop Bryce Terang. He's at the Timber Rattlers. Um, and then our number one overall Brewer prospect, and we just gave him – the moniker of Batzilla, and that is Kestin Hira, Triple A second baseman, who I think is going to be a have a long and illustrious major league career. And hey, so there guys, you have it. Top thirty future good. Yeah, yeah, nice job, uh, Craig and Brandon, but um, and Tom Carter. But um, uh, for what it's worth, Kestin Hira looked uh, uh, outstanding when I saw him this week in San Antonio. He uh, I know some were concerned with the strikeout numbers so far this year, but I can tell you that seeing him play for the first time in person this past week, um, the guy was tattooing the ball. He hit, he had gap power uh, to, to several sides of the field. Um, he was quite impressive. So he's, he's definitely a guy that uh, I'm very excited to see play in Milwaukee. I mean, I really feel that he has shown – he was actually named the MVP of the Arizona Fall League last year. Uh, that's quite, I mean, those guys are all made almost major league ready players. Competition that he plays against, and again, it's only a two month league, but wow! I mean, I really feel that he has the talent to be a perennial all star at the major league baseball level. Um, and I don't want to oversell it, but I mean, he's definitely within the top 20 overall prospects in baseball, and I really just feel his hit tool will carry him quite a long ways. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems like uh, scouts are in agreement on his on his hit tool. Um, defensively, I think he's answered a lot of questions too. There were some questions because he had not played uh, a ton of defenses last year, junior or senior year of college because of an injury. But um, you know, it seems to me like he can stick at second base. And um, I don't mean this as a cut on Mike Mustakis, but you know, if you're if a guy like Mustakis is defensively able to to play second, I think a guy like Hero who's now been playing it for what, three seasons in the minor leagues is definitely going to be able to make those adjustments to the big league level as well. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if he didn't have that injury, if he would have even fell to us uh, by the time we were able to draft him. Because at the time that we drafted him, he was still considered the most polished bat in the draft, I believe. And, um, you know, to, to look at it and say, well, there were so many questions with his glove and the Brewers took a chance on him. And then so far it's really paid dividends. Yeah, I remember not being really high on the pick at the time just because I, I wasn't sure. I thought he could hit over 300, but I was really didn't think he had too much speed and I thought his power would be limited. And not only that, but his defensive going in the draft, his defensive home was very much in question. And obviously being an NL team without a DH, I was a little bit concerned, but he's pretty much uh, proved me completely wrong. He's He really looks like he's going to be a great player.
Yeah, no, it's exciting guys to have a guy like him in our system. So I think that um, if I had to guess, you know, here is here is service clock, of course, is, a, is an issue for a team like the Brewers. I, I would think that maybe, though, after that uh, is no longer a factor this year, sometime in June, perhaps, we might see him called up. You know, we had called up Tyler Saladino for part of the week uh, last week. So it wouldn't surprise me if going forward after the time clock runs out, um, the Brewers won't lose another year of your services going forward uh, that we'll see here a call up in situations like that. I, I'd be shocked if he didn't make his big league debut at some point this season. No, I agree with that. That's what I, th- I think he will. Hopefully he be a factor in a playoff run for us. But, I mean, the rest of the guys in the top ten, looking at my list here, um, we've got a lot of guys on the cusp of the majors that could, you know, if they don't have a spot open for them, they could also be very valuable trade ships at the trade deadline this year. I'm besides Shira, who we hopefully likely will keep. There's Zach Brown, right-handed pitcher. There's Corey Ray, an outfielder who's definitely near ready. Mauricio Dubon has already played a little bit in the major leagues, and you know, with he's there, he's nice to have there for depth and even for shortstop, and very valuable piece. Lucic Irsig is a Triple A, like you mentioned, Troy Stokes. So that's all five guys in the top ten that are sitting there at Triple A and ready to help out. So that's exciting. Yeah, very. And I know that, you know, there have been some around the national media that have looked at the Brewer system and downgraded it maybe from where it was a couple of years ago. I think that's pretty natural for a team that graduates a lot of those players to the big leagues like we did with, uh, you know, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and uh, Freddie Peralta and and others. And, of course, we've traded some guys as well, um, you know, in the last couple of seasons to acquire guys at the deadline. So, um, But I still think that overall there's a lot of exciting names on this team that can that can really fit in well with uh, the, the guys at the major level that David Stern has put together. Yeah, it's really nice to see a, a organization that look at how many times that our, our organization, we either uh, had absolutely nothing at the major league level uh, or we, you know, we're contenders at the major league level, but in order to get there, we depleted a lot of our minor league talent um, Right now, we have a really good mix of everything, so it's it's definitely an exciting time to be a Brewer fan. Hey, um, so this is a question for the group. Do we have? Do you guys have any guesses on when we're going to see Zach Brown make his big league debut? I don't know um, what your guys' thoughts are. I think that he, he's a guy who could be closer than not uh, to making his big league debut, but love to get your guys' thoughts. I definitely think it'll happen this year, but I would think probably September just because of now adding Gio Gonzalez to our pitching depth. I don't feel even if we're totally beset uh, with rotation injuries that we'd still have the depth to have enough guys there in playoff run to not really rely on a Zach Brown, but maybe he'll make a major league debut and be used out of the bullpen like Corbin Burns, so you never know. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. And I think there's probably a couple other arms down there that'll probably be in a, a similar type of situation. Of course, you got your guys who are more like major league vets who are now in AAA, guys like your Donnie Hart. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think that David Stearns and Craig Council have shown that they really take that uh, kind of all hands on deck from the 40-man type of mentality where they are they are constantly shuttling guys back and forth uh, between San Antonio and Milwaukee. And, you know, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, I definitely saw guys they're in Milwaukee uh, the past week who were then, you know, in AAA. And um, guys like Tyler Saladino got sent back to San Antonio since I've already been there two days ago. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting um, how the Brewers manage the roster. And I, I 
I don't think we're going to see more of these guys than not this season. Absolutely. Well, guys, this is going to have to be a wrap for this episode, but um, definitely looking forward. I know that with the Brewers being world's playoff and World Series contenders at this point, I don't think casual fans are really focusing on their minor leagues at this point, like the Brooker review has done for a long time. But I think it's just important to know that we still have some depth there. And I say we still have a top 15 in overall farm system in baseball. So definitely a valuable thing to keep restocking every, every June. Yeah, absolutely. Before we sign off, just wanted to thank, uh, thank our Twitter followers again. We, uh, gained quite a few new followers again this week. So please continue to follow us, uh, at uh, Brew Crew Review 1 on Twitter and uh, continue sending your questions. We will get that to them on uh, one of our next episodes here. Brew Crew Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. And thank you to our interns for all the work that they've done uh, this week. Um, Scott, I, I don't know how you could have done it without the interns helping to prepare you. Um, yeah, I don't know how either. They were just playing beer pong the entire time. So, yeah, no, I'm really great job, guys. I, I, and actually, uh, I do actually also want to throw out there really quick. Um, thank you to all those wonderful people that are following us um, and listening to this wonderful podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to bring this great information uh, to you guys. Uh, definitely hope that uh, maybe we could get some five-star reviews out of it because you know uh, when a podcast first starts off, those are very, very critical. Um, so thank you guys. I saw that people are listening like all over the U.S. They're listening in the U.K., uh, they're listening in Mexico and Canada. Like, it's just awesome to see. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah. And that's not even counting, uh, Chad's followers in Japan. So when Chad's able to join us, I'm sure for our next podcast, I'm sure our uh, audience in Japan will probably pick up that as well. Yeah. Very awesome. Possible. All right. Well, hopefully the Brewers take it at Cubs this weekend at home at Miller Park. Fans get on out there and, uh, overtake Miller Park and send the, uh, Send the Cubs fans back to Chicago uh, with some tears in their eyes. So sounds good, guys. Well, hey, let's uh, let's give a go, Brewers. Good, All right, go good luck to the uh, team this week. <laughs> Stay classy, right. Wisconsin. Go Brewers.